It's all about kicking back, relaxing, and enjoying the show. Take the time out of your day to listen to new music and the new sound of radio. Tune in every day, all day, for the greatest hits, latest news, and community events that you can be a part of. MoncoRadio.com, where music and minds meet. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to The Kiss Room on Monco Radio, but you knew that. Paul, with Thanksgiving coming up, we need to get a turkey. When's the last time you saw one back here in the woods? A couple of days ago. Hey, look, there it goes. Get the gun. Honey, that ain't no pistol. Uh, Paul, didn't you bring a gun? Honey, that ain't no pistol, that's mine. What? Come on, shoot it. Kiss Army, you wanted the best and you got it. I am Matt Porter and we are live in the Kiss Room right here on Monco Radio where music and minds meet. This is the November edition of the Kiss Room ready to launch. We're having the best time ever and it is the last broadcast of the Kiss Room before the end of the road. And to commemorate that occasion, I'm here with Bobby Dreyer. Yeah! I'm returning to the Kiss Room. Christopher oh, Hartman, how are you? Good, guys. How you doing? I'm, I'm like, shocked. I'm, like, you know, wait, he's got long hair now. It's like, you know. <laughs> I had to do something during COVID. <laughs> so, look, it's funny. That's the main thing what we're thinking about is there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the real world. There's a lot going on in the Kiss world. We're going to focus on the non-real world today, I think. Uh, kind of keep it light. Now, the funny thing, obviously, like I just said, the thing that's on everybody's mind, end of the road. It's finally here. December 2nd. We're less than a month away. Now, I want to kind of lead off the show with a clip that brings me much joy. Because the, the last time I saw Kiss was in uh, PPL Center in, I guess, what is that? It's pre-COVID. It was, um, they, were, they were into the PPL Center. It's February 2020, okay? And we're walking out. And, of course, you know, you look for all the guys selling the shirts. Hey, big guy, I got a shirt for you. I got a shirt for you. (laughs) So I had a shirt, and on the shirt, clearly it's a parking lot shirt, but it says the final tour ever, okay? (laughs) This was my wife's reaction to the idea that this was the final tour ever. Laughing so hard. It's the final tour ever.
All right, now look, I needed to play that. If you if you listen to Amy laughing <laughs> and you don't feel better about yourself, but that's my life. That is the and best my life. wonderful wife. And and it was really her reaction to the idea that how long have we been saying? Well, this might be the last time I ever see them. You know, and, and we're gonna be there December second. Now a lot of people they announced this week it'll be on pay-per-view. People are gonna get to see it on pay-per-view, people are gonna get to see it live. The end Really, end of the road's finally here, okay? Now, it's funny. I talk to a lot of different people. And obviously, look, like I said, I'm trying to leave reality at the door. We're leaving reality at the door. But I was talking to a friend of mine who said, I feel like I'm getting ready to go to a funeral in December. I said, look, here's the thing. Kiss as a touring band will finish. Yes. They don't want to tour anymore. That doesn't mean they won't pop up shows from time to time. I think Gene will go out and do solo shows, which rank among my favorites that I've ever seen. Really, when it comes down to it, but look, they're 70-something-year-old guys. You really can't go on forever. But I think at the end of the day, you want to sleep in your own bed. Sure. You know, I always think, especially it's funny with everything going on, Gene Simmons, there you go. You say to yourself, you got a mansion, you got a Playboy Playmate wife, Maybe you just want to sleep in the same bed once in a while. You know what I mean? You don't want to be out on tour. Chris, how are you? We haven't seen you in a while. Great. It's great, great to see you back, back in here. What? This is What's a blast. Going on? Yeah, yeah, I got to laugh. So no, uh, you're still doing the bell thing, right? Yeah, I'm still uh, crafting bells from Walmart Cra- and Plumstead Bell. Yeah. My ding-a-ling. <laughs> like I always said, that was your show. <laughs> always wanted to be in the music business, and finally I'm here. So. You made you it. That's great. Oh. So now, look, obviously one of the things we're going to talk about is um, in the Kiss Room House Band segment at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock, you know, since we were here last, we did lose Steve Campagna, which, I mean, obviously a lot of you, if you're listening, you know about it because we posted it in the Kiss Room. But shocking news. And it was really like we were live on Friday in, in October, and it was that weekend. And um, so we have a really nice tribute to him coming up at the top of the hour. I know um, that uh, Tim Freeze, somebody that everybody knows from the Kiss Cruise, he just passed away this week too. Right. So it's, you know, you... you um, you know, you look at those things. It's funny because in a lot of ways that has kind of changed the way I think about the end of the road. Like, you know, there's until you start to really lose people. Look, there'll always be other fun shows to go to. Like Ace is live in, in uh, you know, what is Reading tonight? Reading tonight. It's an hour away. But, you know, I just can't go. I got too many real world things that I got to deal with. You know, and it's just like and that's the reality of it is it's funny because in a lot of ways I was having this conversation with my friend the other day about how. I think in so many ways, the reason why that it seems funny, people say, oh, I saw the farewell tour 20 years ago. All, all they do is farewell tours. And the thing is, we're just spoiled. Kiss never left. Like, if you're like, they keep saying, gee, we're going to have a Nirvana reunion. Well, I, I don't know. You, you got a missing piece that you ain't yeah. going to dig up out of the ground. Yeah. So it's one of those things I feel like we've always been spoiled. And it, when it really comes down to it at the end, like as I was thinking of talking about this today, it comes down to this is think about all the cool people that you met, all the cool places that you've been, shows, conventions, everybody's that's disappointed because there's no cruise this year, but all those people that were thinking about the cruise, that's what it really comes down to. You think about going to the expos, like back and all this stuff prior to the internet, you knew people because you saw there's that guy with the cool jacket or, you know, and that's the funny thing. I think a lot of it, it's in a way with the idea that it's so close now to that December date. You know, you've always thought, what about this? What about this? What about that? What about that? It's finally here and it's real now. And I think that's really where you start to just look at it. But then again, 
I think we're just we're so spoiled by the fact that we've never not had Kiss. That's right. You know. Yeah, I don't think it's really going to set in for me until the pay per view starts. Last show. You know what? You're, think, you're doing the pay-per-view? Yeah, I think I'm going to. I got to see, uh, you know, the price isn't bad. I, yeah, was I gotta, Yeah, but I got to see, you know, because uh, we'll be there. But I'm wondering, and you hmm. will see us on that pay-per-view. I'm sure I will. <laughs> I guarantee you will see Matt and I on that well, pay-per-view. Good-looking girls get close-ups. I'm an ugly monster. They might avoid me. I you got to wear the shirt. You got to wear I'm the- wearing my Kiss Room shirt. If we're going to represent, yeah, represent, I'm wearing the shield. Absolutely. Like Superman. You know, you got to have your own logo. It's just... Uh, well, the night know, before we got the party... I'm wearing the jean shirt for that. That jean monster. Yeah. yeah it's I'm my wearing my ace one. Shirt. My, my ace Dracula. The, uh, it's funny because the um, that, that was the one thing that I was going to kind of start to show with. Now, even when that was the big news of the week, that it would be on pay-per-view. And I posted in my own Facebook, I said, a fun drinking game for the next couple weeks is going to be go to any... Go to any um, you know, more you got to go to like a non Kiss group because Kiss fans, I think, are pretty. They get it. Most of them. Some of them are, are stupid, but yeah. but most people get it. But when you go to like like WMMR's Facebook, I don't know why they don't just quit. Like they suck. <laughs> you know, like you read the mouth breather uh. comments, and I said, look, everybody, do a shot every time you find a comment like. I, I think I saw the farewell tour. You know, how many times will they retire? Shut up. Will you leave me alone? I know. You know it's like, I'm, it's I'm like, like we're having a party here. Here's you my thing. If you don't want some chips, get the hell out. I was <laughs> how saying, many get times off my plane. have you watched Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Phantom Christmas, of the Park. Christmas Story. Absolutely. You know, there's just, like, you know, I, look, Rudolph. I'm wearing, playing Rudolph again. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So that's that's the funny thing. A lot of it, I really was thinking about that was, you know, it's just a party. You don't want it to end. I'm going to be yeah. like Buddy the Elf in New York. I'm going to be like, <laughs> we Santa! Santa! <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is like, I feel like I'm pretty thrilled that they announced the pay-per-view because yeah, that me means too. a lot of people all around the planet will get to join in together. I think it's outstanding. I, I think it's amazing. You know, and the coolest thing I'm loving about it is I get to share it with my sister and my niece. Neither one of them have been to a KISS show. Wow. And it's their first. And, you know, and my niece was supposed to go when we were in uh, Allentown. My mom got sick, but that didn't happen. But got them the tickets, and so we're going to enjoy it. They're gonna, You know, they're, it's going to be a great time. That's that PPL Center. I thought that might have been the last one for me because that was, that was February 2020, and then the COVID hit. And you're thinking, okay, that might be it. And I got to go with Amy and Madison, and that was fun. Madison hadn't been to a Kiss show. Amy, I used to drag to Kiss shows all the time, <laughs> you know, from from going back. And if she's listening, she's laughing because she knows, you know, she used to go to the expos and oh my gosh, and there's just rare, yeah, okay, right. She's just rolling her eyes at me, but uh, you God know, love her. I gotta say, and right now, Matt, and this is, you know, look, you and I, years of doing, I can't think of a better person to go to the last show be fun. with. And so we can cry like chicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really, Two blubbering idiots. I'm going like to try and avoid getting really emotional. Because, Liar. You know what? Forget it's it. going to be hard. But like, I really, I just, I feel like in a way it's just, it's such a celebration. Like think about that. Okay. When's your first kiss show? 77. And where Spectrum. Spectrum. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. Is that rock and roll over to it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that? December twelfth. 
Oh, God. I had to write it. I have it. But my favorite one is... um, I'll wait till we do it. Well, go through first show you saw 77, Chris. My first show was actually 84. The Animalite Store, it was in Allentown at the... uh, Uh, Oh, that was uh, at the... uh, uh, um, I know. What was that called? Uh, it was at the college. Uh, Stable Arena. Stable Arena. That's the thing. Now, see, Thank that's you. for me. I'm late to the party. I don't see them live till it was April 1st, 1986, Stable Arena. And I've talked about that as the fact that I couldn't drive. You know, until then, now I finally had a license I could drive. Right. Well, that's the same with me. And it's like you had to be able to go, you know, like, and, and that was the funny thing. I always, t- I've told that story on here before was... You know, we didn't even know where we were. We got lost. And now you realize where Stable Arena is, and you go, man, I'm really stupid. But we drove right by it, <laughs> right into Bethlehem. I remember going to this McDonald's, and we're like, Where the, where's Stable Arena? And I don't know. I, I, they had no idea. So we turned back around. Funny thing is, and my brother, if he's listening, hopefully he is, he's laughing. Because we go, we finally were in the middle of this street, and there's nobody around. And I'm not even kidding you. This car rolls up next to us, and the woman says, you guys look lost. Where are you going? We're going to Stable Arena. We have to see kids. And then she's like, I will just follow me. I will go there, right? And she turns her car around, and we followed her. Now, look, in the year 2023, if somebody says, follow me in my car, you know, you're worried. It's a trap. It's a trap. Do you want to get in the trunk? But the the funny thing, so we roll up behind her, and she is pointing out the window of her car. There it is. And there's Stable Arena. And I swear to this day that as we drove away, her car just disappeared. And oddly enough, her daughter's name was Beth. But it was a I don't angel. know. It was crazy. Super I always think. And, and the funny thing with that was, so first, the opening band is King Cobra. Uh-huh. And we missed almost all of King Cobra. Now, everybody who just listened to Bobby's show, Harem. Bands that should have been bigger. King Cobra. Man, I love that album. Was that Carmine? Raise your hands to rock, 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 rock. And at the time, that that had a whole different story in high school and everything. And and I remember they as they were leaving the stage. But now think about that asylum tour. Think about that. You walk in now, Stable Arena. You know, is not big. My nephew just graduated high school. They had it in Stable Arena, right? There a few years ago, she graduated. We had it there. And you're in there thinking to yourself. This, this is, was here. What? <laughs> yeah. And the funny thing is, I remember walking in. This is back before they did the whole curtain. There's that logo, floor to ceiling. Yep. It almost can't fit. It's so big for like that Stonehenge arena. Stop final right. And the funny thing is, I just remember that being just unbelievable. And then, and I've told this joke, but, you know, Gene, we are way up in the top. And then, now, Stabler's not big, but you're still up in the top. Yeah. Pointing right at us, and we're positive because we are rocking harder than anyone else. <laughs> and then years later, you know, you say, "Well, his follow spot was right behind our heads." I mean, that's yeah. where we were. He's looking at his spotlight, but the uh, but it was a great experience. But yeah. for me, live, that was really, you know, the first time. And so I missed the makeup the first time, even though we were fans. It's funny. I watched on Halloween the the weekend prior. I watched Paul Lynn Halloween Paul Lynn special. Yeah. And you think to yourself, isn't it funny when you think that that was what was on TV in 1976? I'm going to be a long road trucker. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, man, people were watching this. Yeah. And I remember like it was yesterday, but even like, you know, Pinky Tusker, you know, it's Pinky Tuscadero. 
I'm going to fight over both of you. And then it's like, but it's him and like Don Knotts or something like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah, Margo I know, it's hysterical. Wizard of Oz, the old Well, no, witch. that's funny because oh, yeah. you figured that, everybody, just... you knew right away that was the Wicked Witch of the West yeah. so for Halloween, obviously. But there's, le- you know, Pinky Tuscadero, Ross Kelly singing, bumping and grinding. She looks super hot. And there's Kiss. Yeah. And I remember that being a huge moment. And you watch it now, and it, the whole rest of the show is cheesy. It's cheesy. Now, Margaret, I don't like <laughs> Halloween. Yeah. Well, Mr. Lynn, you're like, that's great. Why don't you go down in your escalator shoes? We don't wear makeup. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah no, great yeah, line. Yeah. So you had a fight, and your mom's told you to I, kiss I, yeah. and, and make up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of glad that I was young when that was right. on, because it would have totally dispelled all the magic, you know. Yeah. But, no, but now, see, that's the funny thing. I was talking to my brother, is I think that's the first time that I ever saw them walk and talk on TV. Okay. 1976. I think it was the second time. For me, the first time was Mike Douglas was just Gene, though. Because then they did Firehouse, too, right. though. But even that, that would have been on in the afternoon. So I don't even know. O'clock. Like, I, either I'm at school or we're out running around or something. I don't know. The, uh, But, yeah, it was really, I don't know. I, I it makes It's making me think a lot about all those kind of moments. So what is, like, if you have to go back in your mind and think, what was the best show that you saw? Oh, I... I've already written this down after you gave me Perfect. homework. After you gave me homework I gave last you night. Homework. I, I know. Yeah. I run this like a class. Well, one thing, if I go class, <laughs> this kind of interlocks with the first one, too, in a way. Because when I saw Animalize, like you, non makeup, first exposure to them live and stuff like that, and I was expecting to hear a lot of the, the hits. But they only they opened up with Detroit Rock City and Colgin, and they did everything from like Animalize, like Lick It Up, and didn't do more old stuff to the end. I thought that was, I was like, okay, but still kicked it, you know, but it was great. But my favorite show that I went to actually was the Alive 35. Yeah. And that was the exact opposite set list. All it was with was hits. Hey, right. All 70s, 80s hits. Uh, they were the Destroyer costumes, which was yeah. amazing. I got to see the fire and the smoke and everything for the first time. And even though I was, it was older, it was 2009 at the Wells Fargo Center. Wachovia at the time. Well, because I, th- I don't know. I, I looked <laughs> for it. Down. So that'll change names. Well, no, but I mean, it's funny because I look for that um, because. I, I think I had that on my list because that was the night that we got to meet them. Oh. And I told the story that about last month, that's the w- when I got Gene to sign the 8x10, you know, I'll sign this later. So if you go back, listen to the October issue of The Kiss Room. If you haven't, you know, I'm not telling that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just go listen. <laughs> no, but even that, that was amazing because that yeah. really was all hits. I mean, it's like that. And, and that was one where it almost felt like I thought going, this end. might be it. That, that's what I thought when I saw it, especially with like, oh, Alive 35, commemorating Alive and the old costumes. And like, this kind of seems, and two new guys, right. by the way, there's Tommy yeah. and Eric. So I was like, uh oh, what's going on? Yeah. Here? here we are. It was crazy. The uh, best Mine's got to be Allentown. You and I, yeah. and Alan, had to be great. September 1st, 2016, Allentown Fairgrounds. The, we got. Everything. I yeah. mean, just I well, can't. And the fact even... that we got to go to that the acoustic show right there was oh. unbelievable. He and signed the Kiss Room were, thing. Signed my nicer, pinball right. machine stuff. You name. My, how about my jacket? Is got to be the icon thing. <laughs> I, I bought. Uh, I have the revenge jacket, which I bought it from Stan Lee, and which was really cool. Yeah. Stan signed it. But everybody signed it. I'm going to let Tommy sign it. I felt bad. (laughs) No, but the funny thing is they had just gotten done playing this set. Yeah. So, one, we're super hyped because we're literally, I'm standing as close 
to Gene as I am to you right now. And they did this entire set, oh. which was unbelievable acoustic. But then they come around, and first Paul comes around. Now, look, he's got to go get his makeup and everything. It's before the show. Mm -hmm. So they come through. He comes through pretty quick. Eric and Tommy, super nice. It was so hot in that room. Oh, we didn't care. And then care. the funny thing is there was a guy in charge of walking behind Gene with an electric fan on a <laughs> on an electric cord, right? <laughs> Gene taking time with everyone. This is one of the things I always think of. Right next to us, so right before us, before we're going to get autographs, and now we're waiting our turn. There's a whole group of kids from School of Rock, right? Allentown, somebody's School of Rock. And he was so nice to every one of them. And at one point, this kid, like, who looked like a kid. I mean, like, you go, clearly he's not a first-generation kid. Yeah. But this kid was losing his marbles. Oh, you know, I'm so inspired to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And, he, and I remember Gene just looking at him going, keep doing what you're doing. Keep it up. Play the music. Like, he's giving this kid a pep talk. As Gene walks by, this kid is shaking. And I was like, you know, that's the key is can you imagine at like that age? It's when we discovered Kiss, 10, 11, 12, like I was eight years old. Bob Brodsky, nine years old. I know that'll get you to laugh. But the uh, one, it's one of those things where, and he was so nice. And when he comes back around, the funny thing, Bobby's telling the story. So Gene looks at the jacket and says, how did you get my jacket? He recognizes, he sees Stan Lee's signature on He goes, you know, I gave this to Stan. And Bobby says, you know, I bought it. It was Stan's when he died. They were selling off all his stuff. Now, if you remember those revenge jackets was, on the there back. There were two versions. There was two versions. One had a middle finger up. Right. One had none. Gene flips it over right above it's the middle finger. Right yeah. above the middle. It, it's in there. It's, you know. I, That's I, fantastic. Uh, Anthony I'm, Porter, raise your hands to rock. Make the make the Cobra sign right now. It's a, so best show now, that's funny, because I was going to say, for me, the best show that I ever saw was um, the reunion tour. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously, when we're talking, uh, you can call it the Alive Worldwide, whatever you want. It was the reunion tour. And the funny thing, I always remember that because um, I had really good seats because um, my friend worked at the West Coast Video in Satterton. If you remember where that was, oh, yeah. right across from the the famous McDonald's of, uh, of <laughs> Satterton. And I had to work that morning. I mean, back then, so that's like 96. I was working like crazy doing freelance work. And I was editing that morning with customers and with my boss. And I said to my friend, look, if you can do me a favor, can you hook me up with some tickets? You know, I'll pay you later, but I just, I can't go wait in line. I got to go to work. And he calls me, and this is before I didn't even have a cell phone. He actually called the office and he says, Kiefer, if you're out there, I know this is your, this is your story. You're the hero of the story. He goes, I got you some tickets. They're fourth row center. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, but now I'm trying to work, you know, I'm yeah. trying to be editing, but we had fourth row center. It was me, my wife, Anthony, and, and we were right there. And when that show started and there they were, and I'm now close enough to see their eyes and it's the four original members I remember losing my marbles and like really going nuts. And it's funny because even when you think about it now, even that, I don't really have a lot of evidence of that because I didn't have a camera or anything. I do have a still out of a video because I have a bootleg video where you can see us on the screen. Right, I've seen that, yeah. During yeah, Rock yeah, and Roll Night. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's how close we were. I mean, it's funny because even when they when they announced that it would be pay-per-view, I thought that's pretty cool, like a memento to have. You know, Rock the Nation, same thing. If you watch the Rock the Nation DVD, Bob Brodsky, we went down to uh, the that Bristow, Virginia, and 
I'm on that DVD just for a second. <laughs> you know, those good looking girls. I always think of that girl with the cut off shirt and the, you know, jeans shorts slung way down low. She's going to get close ups. <laughs> I'm a big monster. You don't get close ups when you're a big monster. And, but there's one, right before I want you. And Paul's going, you, you people had to, you know, wait for a long time to get good seats. And they cut over in there. And, Woo! There I am. It's like, you know, it's right there. And you can count it off. It's probably about three seconds. And I'm wearing my red, white, and blue Superman shirt. And uh, But sure enough, that was, uh, you know, I was right there. You know, it was like right there. But the, uh, you know, so that came to mind. But that, that reunion tour. And I'd seen the reunion tour earlier that year at Madison Square Garden. But the seats were like way off to the side. Like almost like side stage, you almost have like a backstage look. Like if you look at my pictures from that tour, it's like you're looking out toward the crowd. That's how far <laughs> around they were. They're right next to these giant, you know, cop lights that when the bombs were going to go off, those would activate kind of to let you know. And this drunk guy leans on me. When you see those lights going, that means there's going to be an explosion. Yeah, I know. I know exactly where the explosion is going to happen. Because <laughs> ready and boom. You know, like, and it's just—I don't know. It's just funny that way. But but there again, it goes back to your memories of who you were with, what you were doing, you know, where you were, you know, all those kind of things. I mean, it really. You know, it, and it's funny. I think that's more than anything. That's what I have really been feeling is just this end of the road. You think about how much fun we've had oh, on sure, the road. Absolutely. That's the yeah. that's the whole point. You know, at the end of it, if if you didn't have a good time yet, yeah. Hey, I don't know what you're <laughs> we don't tell you. Know, it's like, what, what were you waiting for? I'm you know, try it's like the uh, and it's funny because even that, I, like, I talked to a couple people during the week. Just the idea of. You know, what were some of your favorite shows? And one that also right away, I was talking to my friend right away, May 5th, 1992, that revenge uh, club show. Like, when would you see Kiss yeah. in I'm, a room that small? I'm so glad that that's on YouTube. You actually, you actually mm. watch it because that is an amazing show. But it's what's going to be iconic about this, so you know the garden slated to be tore down. Mm. Which that's is, what I hear. yeah. And that's what you they know, said, they, but I almost can't no, imagine. It. Well, they moved Penn Station. Yeah. You know, so everything's getting changed. And uh, what is it? The sphere out in Vegas yeah. is owned by the same people. So wow. it's, I don't know what's, but it's just going to be like, it, it's old. Look, we know what the spectrum like. But that's, yeah. I think that's yeah. the whole reason why I think being for this end of the road to be in Madison Square Garden, knowing the history of Madison Square Garden and really more than anything, knowing their desire as a band that was starting, yeah. Peter said, someday this will be the garden, you know, like, and you go, that was their dream. And you couldn't get a, you know, you couldn't have a bigger dream than coming, you know, up on that. And guess what? We got somebody on the line. Who is it? Hey, Joey Casada. Joey Casada, how Joey are you, pal? Joey Casada, yo, Mr. Drama Man. <laughs> now look, your ears must have been ringing because I was just talking about seeing a bunch of tours, and I saw one in Bristow, Virginia, and I happened to see the one I saw Zio too. I met you before uh, I knew you, and you guys were oh famous, and you were playing. <laughs> Incredible stuff. What's up, boys? How's everybody? Hey, Joey. You know, look, 
I, if I was any better, I'd be twins because we're talking to you. We're having the best time ever. Now, look, I know you're a man on the move. You're always up to something. You just did that kiss cancer goodbye. Yes. I know you're up to a lot of stuff now, though. But the one thing I'm just going to say is give us a recap kind of like that, that set with Bruce is amazing. I mean, there's so many talented musicians that, that you've been working with. I mean, what an incredible event. First of all, you know, the cause, obviously, Neil Davis throws, you know, the best events out there. He does, he does stuff that us fans could only dream of, right? It's, it's stuff that, you know, we want to see. It's all of the rare songs and the deep cuts from all the albums that we love that, we, you know, we're never really going to get to see or hear otherwise. So, you know, I did so many great things at that, that event. We opened up with the Kiss Unplugged 2.0. You know, people mm. thought... We kind of threw them a curveball. We started with coming home just to make people think, oh, they're just doing the unplugged set again. And then we just went into deep cut after deep cut. We, we went into It's Over Now by Freely's Comet, and we did so many other <laughs> rare cuts. So it was just a great way to start the weekend. Um, then I wound up playing half of the Lick It Up record with, um, with Todd Kearns and... Um, Charlie Para and Gabriel Connor, which was inc- just so incredible. Lick It Up was one of the, to me, the most underrated Kiss records in, in the catalog. It's, you know, crazy, crazy great songs, hard songs to recreate live. Let me tell you, learning that stuff was not an easy task. And then, of course, you know, I, I jammed with Ace. Ace came out to play during the Unplugged set. We did Rip It Out, even though we did the Rip It Out semi-unplugged, semi-electric version. Ace came out with Les Paul. Ace wanted no part of Lick It Up Unplugged, so he came out with his Les Paul, plugged in, and just killed it. Ace was great the whole week, great spirits. Um, and then, as you know, like you mentioned before, I did the whole Alive 3 recreation mm, with Bruce wow. Todd wow. Turns and Joe McGinnis. I mean, one of, one of my favorite records of all time. Diff- just different vibes than Alive 1 and Alive 2. I grew up, Alive 2 was my favorite record ever. But Alive 3 just has that raw, you know, revenge-era energy. Mm-hmm. And what a, what a fantastic um, privilege to uh, recreate with Bruce. It was just great. See, and that was so phenomenal seeing that. And the one thing that we started off the show talking about the idea that end of the road to me means just Kiss is not going to tour right. anymore. It doesn't mean they're not going to do cool stuff like that. Could right. you see a time where you take that group out on the road and do shows like, I mean, that, that amazing group of people, super talented musicians. I mean, I can't even say enough. I really enjoyed watching it. I think absolutely. I know, you know, the end of the road is coming. Are you guys going by any chance? Yes, oh, yes sir. <laughs> I, I, will, I will be there. We'll definitely all hang out that weekend before parties, after parties, in between parties, all that stuff. Well, hey, but, Joey. Yeah. It's going to be great. Joey, yeah. real quick. So Matt and I are getting in on the first. Uh, we're doing an event. The that, Hard Rock. The Hard Rock. That night, uh, uh, Kiss Army of Spain, Spain or whatever. Yeah. invited oh, us. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be there for that event. And then uh, uh, my dearest friend here, uh, and I got to thank Mr. Uh, LaRue. So there's only eight of us. So I still don't even know what the heck is going to be going on. But there's only eight of us with the band that day. Well, we have really good seats that day. We'll just put it that way. I don't know what else it means. That's all I know. (laughs) And Keith won't tell me a darn thing. Incredible. Oh my God! What a, that's going to be amazing. I'm going to cry like now, a chick. Well, you know, now it's funny because <laughs> you, as somebody who has actually lived the dream and opened for Kiss, 
Now, when you think about it, so it's it's a level that we as mortals can't really understand. That idea that you opened for Kiss, you toured with Kiss. So, like when you think about it, you're a working musician, you're a touring musician. When you hear them say "end of the road," what's your feeling about that? I mean, again, for them, listen, guys, it, it's. I think it's time. I think you know they can't keep doing it. They want to do it the right way they're all mid-70s now i can't even imagine doing what they're doing at their age you know i just traveling for me and you know running around like a chicken without a head from you know <laughs> airport to airport and you know doing all these shows it's exhausting on my body and my mind and stuff i can't i know you know their travel schedule is a little different because they're on jets and stuff but it's got to take its toll and i think you know they got to go out before something happens that forces them to go out right yeah. right but like you were saying before, I, I think, you know, it, it's an exciting time. I know it's a weird time for KISS fans that, you know, we're going to lose them on the road and stuff. But I think it's going to open up almost better and more exciting possibilities. I think we're all a little burned out of the same old show, same old set. Let's work I ain't. Uh, nope. Nope. Not burned out. <laughs> no. No. Well, you know, but sorry. That, now that brings up a good point, though, is the <laughs> fact that I mean, obviously, I think when you think about new music, I mean, we we got a teeny tiny preview of the new Ace album because there was a couple videos of them recording a new music video. You know, you had Ryan Spencer Cook, you have Jerry Mas yeah, Jeremy yeah. Asbrock in there. Now, did you have anything to do with that? I know you're good friends with Steve Brown, who's producing the album, <laughs> and I saw the video of you and Steve jamming together. What's can you give us a scoop here? Yeah, I, I will absolutely. So I, you know, if you want to hear the scoop here first, I know. Yes, of course. And we want an exclusive. Now look, you're you're on sixty-seven different podcasts, but you know. Uh, yep, I'm on a little over half of the Ace record. Um, <laughs> wow, I tracked, that's awesome. Yep, I, I tracked a little over half of the songs. Um, the new single you mentioned, which is Ten Thousand Volts, which is the the name of the record. That's Anton on that that song, and he and he's on a couple of other tracks as well. I'll tell you that he's you know he's one of the greatest drummers of all time to even be mentioned on the same record as mm. Anton Fig, and obviously Ace Frehley. You know, I, I'm blown away that I'm even a part of it. I was hoping to maybe get one song on the record, and you know, Steve and I just kept tracking songs, kept tracking demos, kept tracking other songs, and. You know, a lot of them just turned out to make the record. That's how records are made these days. You know, you just track songs, and you never know what's going to be a hit, what's going to be a full song, what's going to be a demo. And it just turned out, you know, Ace is, you know, Ace is loving some of the stuff him and Steve are coming up with, and it just so happens that a lot of the stuff Steve was coming up with, I tracked with him. So <clears throat> it looks like I'm going to be on at least half of the record. Wow, that, that's Excellent. amazing. So, uh, Joey, I, I got to hear a little bit, and I couldn't even let the cat out of the bag. So uh, I, I was at a friend's house, and he goes, hey, I got to play you something. Wouldn't even tell me. And the person was there. His uh, wife was shooting. So, And you know who it is. So I'm not going to do that. So he plays it, and I'm going, it's wow. It's like Bobby not to name drop. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 so he plays it and goes, do you know who that is? I said, well, it sounds like Steve. He goes, yeah, but who's the other guy? I said, Ace? He goes, yeah, can't, don't. He goes, I know you do the kiss room. Can't say it. And this is back a while. And he goes, uh, and then, yeah. you know, even Steve was like, Bobby, don't say anything. I'm like, okay, can't do it. Damn it. <laughs> That's incredible. I, I, will, I will tell you this record, and I know, you know, everyone's talking about the media hype bases pushing and how great the new record is. It's not hype. It's really going to be that great. Listen, 
you know, I never like to compare records to older records because, for me, nothing is going to ever top the 78 solo album just because it's not about just the music on the 78 solo album. It's when it was released. you got to remember when we're kids and that comes out, things hit you different when you're a kid. So I don't care if that record came out today, it might not hit us like it hit us when I I was five years old at the time. So, (laughs) you know, I can't compare stuff to the older records. But I will tell you this, that... It's in, it's an incredible record. It's it's got some heavy points, but a lot of it has a lot of melodic, you know, freelance comet type of bass songs on there as well. So it's going to be a little mixture of both. But it is it is so diverse. It's so great for Ace. He's singing better than I've heard him sing in years and years. Um, him and Steve really worked magic in the studio. He was just pushing him, and Ace was pushing back. And you know, he just got. I think they both got the best out of each other. And it's going to be such a such a great record. I can't wait for you guys to hear the first single. It's really powerful. when is that going to oh, drop? And can we get an exclusive? End of November. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I think the video and single drops this month, right? Yeah, I think it was. I saw somewhere said that it was the twenty eighth. So just after you're finished stuffing yourself on Thanksgiving, new Ace single. That'd be great. So um, uh, my buddies were there. Uh, so you were you're in the video, right? Joey? 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 Joey. I think we might have lost him. Joey, did we lose Joey? Call back, Joey. So everybody that knows, Uh, that is Joey Quesada. Yeah, ZO2. ZO2, but obviously everybody who was just a kiss... Kiss Cancer Goodbye, all that kind of stuff. And also School of Rock. Joey's got that, you know. So he he gave us some exclusives right there. You know, some different information. And I, I kind of like still hear his phone. Oh, there oh, it goes. No, well, it he's went. lost. But the, uh, you know, hey, look, we're glad he could call in. Maybe he'll call right back. Um, there we oh, go. There See, it look, goes. I know. That's the way. Now, look, did, did this paparazzi surround you? Is that why you're too yeah. famous, Joey? I'm back, baby. I think nice. Ace, Ace cut my line because I was like, revealing too much. Oh. Don't give any more details, Joe. <laughs> He, he said 10,000 volts right through the, for the phone line. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. See, now I think that's no, so, exciting, uh, so, the idea of Ace okay. working with an outside writer like Steve Brown, because in my mind, and I'm sure that he probably bristles at it, but I think of Trickster, and that stuff is, in my mind, it's so youthful. Like those early Trickster albums, you want to be a young guy in a band having the best time ever. You know what I mean? It's just like I, I feel like I really hope some of that infused into the Ace spirit. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, again, it, you know, I don't want people to fear or, or think that it's going to sound like Trickster. It's a full-fledged Ace record. But I'm not fearing that. I like it. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It's just, you know, Steve is an incredible songwriter and incredible guitar player. So him and Ace just really gelled together, worked really well together. I was with Ace. You know, when I did my tracks, he recorded some of his um, guitar that, that those few days and some, some of his vocals. And, you know, him and Steve and, and I, you know, Steve, they were just writing lyrics on the spot for the new song and tracking them on the spot. And it was just Ace's very, in, he's really creative. He's really smart the way he goes about doing stuff. I really think everyone's going to love it. And I, when we, right before we got cut off, you were talking about the video. I'm not in the video. Ace's band is Ace's band. He's there all in the video. It's Jeremy. It's um, Ryan. It's Scott on drums. It's going to be the video is super cool. I saw some behind the scenes stuff from it, but uh, they're all in the video. 
Yeah, one of the clips that I saw, he's doing the solo with a smoking guitar. And you go, man, I'm in. I'm all in. You know, it's like it looks fantastic. <laughs> Those little clips that have snuck out, even just now, you go, it looks like it's going to be fantastic. And like I said, too, it's a little bit, he's got a little bit of everyone. You know what I mean? There's, there's, there's the whip it out, you know, heavier type A songs, but there's also those like into the night type songs from Philly's Comet. There's, there's a little mixture of everything. I think everyone's going to get what they love the most about each mm. record. Outstanding. So what else are you up to? You're busy. You're always doing something fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, obviously, same as always. Obviously, that stuff has been keeping me busy over the last, you know, six months recording the ace record and getting ready for that kiss cancer cancer goodbye with bruce that was such an honor to to do that stuff with bruce if anyone's interested all that i, I just edited the whole set it's on my youtube page Joe, oh, great. on youtube the whole set live is on there. it's not the best audio some of it but i you know i pulled what i could from you know people's cameras and some of the live feed and but it's it's a fun set to recreate oh my god what what a bombastic alive three set that is Eric Singer's playing on that for me to try mm. to recreate it was insane. It's just an honor to do. So but you got to work I was to, gonna say you got to work with Bruce. Any good Bruce stories to share? Oh Bruce is just so funny. He you know he'll call me, you know, with little intricate uh details about the set because you gotta remember, you know, there was no rehearsal involved in this. You know, we, we Bruce flew in it took a lot of planning on Bruce's and Neil's part. Bruce had a gig the night before, mm. I think either in Vegas or right outside Vegas. So he flew in the day of the event. He got there late afternoon and we jumped on stage that night. No rehearsals, no nothing. And for anyone, you know, who's a musician, there's a lot <laughs> of little details that go into it. You know, the one benefit was that it was a live record. So it, at least we had some live beginnings and endings and, a full arrangement that we could kind of say, hey, we're doing this, all the bells and whistles, top to bottom. We're recreating a live three. It wasn't like, hey, let's do these songs and let's do that song. You know, we got to figure out, you know, Kiss, you guys are, you know, cover bands. Kiss, it's hard to recreate Kiss because it's 97 different versions of every song. Right. Absolutely. Of course. You didn't have so, to figure out how to do the fade out. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, let, Let's do, you know, the intro to Detroit Rock City from Kiss Animalized Live. On <laughs> we'll, we'll do the, the, the ending from Rock the Nation. And, you know, it, there was none of that, thank God. But there was a lot of intricate stuff. Bruce hasn't played a lot of that Alive 3 stuff, you know, in a very, very long time. So there was a lot of arrangement issues that he would call me about. And we had, like, this thread going between him, Todd, and Joe McGinnis, and myself. And just talking about different timings and different breaks and how we're going to re-enter in God Gave during the break, and <clears throat> just lots of fun details. And Bruce is a perfectionist. He wants everything great for the fans. Because, you know, we, uh, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a Kiss fan. I'm super picky if I see people try to recreate stuff. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like crap. I, I'll, 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 I'm the first one to call it out. So Bruce was <laughs> really, really um, detailed and um, had a, so many great conversations with him. He was so excited to do it, and obviously he was a little nervous to do it without a rehearsal, but I think we pulled it off. You know what I saw? Everything I saw was fantastic. It's funny. You give a, I'm going to give a shout-out. Kiss Army Nation podcast, Pasquale and Claudio, they did a tribute 
to Bruce Kulick, where they really talked about a lot of the Bruce Kulick, but also a lot of the Bruce Kulick solo music. And I mean, Claudio, especially, he really knows that deep, you know, solo stuff. And it was funny because they said here, you know, if you watch their episode, they said, can you send a video, just something like a minute, you know, giving some, you know, a message about Bruce Hooter. And I said, you know, I'm sure everybody's going to write in and they're going to say, well, you know, I love the music or you were so nice when I met you. But that's, I, I said was, look, on the second ever issue of the Kiss Room, so we're going back to July. July 2012 was Bruce actually called in, talked to us for like more than a half hour and put us on the map because there wasn't really that many Kiss podcasts, but it was like, well, what is this? Why is he talking to this jabroni? And it was me. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. Frank Hagen really did the interview. I said, Frank, you know him. You should talk to him. So Frank really does the interview. I just kind of engineered it because that's I was still trying to figure out what I was doing and who I was and where I was at. So it's uh, so yeah. Shout out uh, Kiss Army Nation podcast, one of my favorites. So something tells me the powerful and attractive Matt Porter would have been put on the map anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're my favorite. The uh, you know, and you you mentioned Joe McGinnis. Now another guy, super talented. I wish they would do some more with classic '78. I mean, that's a whole thing for Kiss fans. There's some stuff. To, I think there's stuff coming through the pipeline. So you know, get prepared for that. Wow, Joe is Joe is super super talented. I agree. Classic '78. I, I tell Joe and those guys all the time. Some of my favorite records in the last 20 years. I absolutely love love that stuff. If anyone that's listening to the, to the amazing Kiss Room has not heard of Classic 78, go check them out. It, you can find them on all the streaming platforms, yeah. buy the CDs. It's, it's basically a band that writes Kiss material like it was in the 70s. Not cover material, new songs. When you put these songs on, it sounds like Kiss from the 70s, brand new songs. And, the, you know, Joe McGinnis, who's a shredder guitar player, is actually the Paul Stanley vocalist in... And he's incredible. Incredible. He's so incredible at doing it. And then for this Bruce Kulick thing we just did, he was the bass player and the gene. (laughs) Wow. When when we put this band together and I heard Joe was going to do all the gene stuff for a live three, I was a little nervous because I knew he was not only a guitar shredder, but he was a Paul Stanley type vocalist. Mm. So to play bass and sing like gene, I said, Jesus Christ, are we going to be able to pull this off? (laughs) (laughs) Three, three bars introduced, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. Wow. It was, it, was, it, was, it was spectacular. You know, now it's funny. We started the show today really talking about the end, but also talking for us what was the first show. What was your first Kiss show? My first Kiss show ever. Uh, again, anyone who's read my book knows the book is basically all about this. I went to Madison Square Garden, 1979, Dynasty Tour, five years old. Blew my mind, changed my, my life path. I'm still on the same path because of that night from, you know, some almost 50 years ago now. Mm. So it's, it, you know, 1979 dynasty, five years old, like I said, didn't even know why I was going to Madison <laughs> Garden to see the show. My brother was a big Kiss fan. I had no idea what, who, who or what Kiss even was. I was a little chubby boy going to Madison <laughs> going to get a hot dog. And that's all I cared about. And I walked out of there, not only a Kiss fan, but, you know, a Peter Chris fanatic. And that, that Christmas, I asked for drums for, for Christmas. And, you know, the rest is uh, history. History. That's history. awesome. Hey, Joey, I, I got to bring this up. So, you know, that five years old, who was the opening band? It was. Uh, New England. Yes. Wow. 
Yep, yep. I don't remember them. Um, I don't even know if we got there for them. I think we might have got them right for the end of it. But, yeah, it was New England. Again, completely changed my life. I don't remember the, a lot of exact details from the show. I just remember the energy, the power, and then seeing Peter's drum riser. So and I just lost my Here's mind. the funny thing. I was going to play the song by New England that they played on that tour, and it's uh, Don't Ever Want to Lose You. That, wow. that was their big hit in 79 from Maybe that we'll tour. throw that in at the end of this show. Yeah. You know, oh, it's man. funny because now, look, you mentioned it, but if anybody, I mean, I think obviously anybody in the KISS world, they know you, they know your books and things like that, but put a plug in. I mean, obviously your books are fantastic. I, you know, I knew, I knew what your first show was because I did read the book, but it's a better <laughs> conversation if I ask you. So it's just. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, no, the, listen, the book, the book is called Start With the Dream, A Drummer's Journey from Rock and Roll to TV to Broadway. It's about my life. It's an autobiography. It, it's a really, a KISS fan's story of making his dreams come true. Like I said, little chubby fat boy <laughs> at Madison Square Garden looking for a hot dog, stalking him when he was five years old, and then, you know, the struggle of becoming a musician, growing up in the 80s in Brooklyn, New York, and, you know, the, the ups and downs of not only family life and friends and <clears throat> just stories from the 80s of growing up and <clears throat> running to Sam Goody to go grab the new Kiss record or going to Madison Square Garden to see wrestling in the 80s. I was a big wrestling fanatic. And, you know, just pursuing my dreams throughout my whole life. And then, like you mentioned earlier, finally fulfilling those dreams, opening up for KISS on the Rock the Nation tour in 2004. <clears throat> you know, just a life-changing moment and summer of my life. It was, you know, one thing we were hoping to get one show if we could. We would, would have lost our mind if we just got to open for KISS once. But, you know, looking back, it would not have even been close to the experience we had opening for them in 2004 for mm. some 50-some-odd dates throughout the, throughout the United States was just mind-blowing for us as, you know, three major KISS fans in the band ZO2 that I'm in. And, you know, the book just travels all the details of that tour behind the scenes, what it's like to tour with KISS. And then from there, you know, we got our TV show called Z-Rock. And, you know, just what happens, you know, through my life, fulfilling my dreams as a KISS fan about it's a story. It's a feel-good story about, you know, making your dreams come true and never giving up. And playing wiffle ball with KISS, yeah. Joey. Come on. <laughs> come on. Hey, Joey, how do your kids feel about you being the rock star dad? <laughs> Look, I, I, I had the opportunity. You let me come up and shoot you at School of Rock. Thank you so much up in Clark. Uh, but how do your kids look at you as the rock and roll dad of, you know, this? Do they just go, uh, yeah, I'm playing with Taylor Swift. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even, I mean, they don't look at me like that. I'm, I'm literally sitting in my studio right now. I have my two kids are both drummers. My daughter's 14. My son is nine. I'm, I'm sitting behind my kid talking to you guys. I'm looking at their two kits right next to one another. That's we awesome. jam all the time. <clears throat> both love the drums. Both love music. My daughter's actually in a KISS show at School of Rock. Mm. Now she's learning. She's singing Love Gun this, this phase. She's learning Detroit Rock City on the <laughs> drums. So, you know, just in the blood. Um, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily in the blood, but they grew up with it so much. They lived that life of me just playing to KISS music and playing to rock music um, in my studio and they just gravitated towards it and they love it. They don't think of me, you know, when I, whenever I go away for shows and stuff, they always say I'm going on a vacation. They don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going. Uh, no, I'm actually going to work. Yeah, sure, you're going to work. Yeah, they, and then they see me pictures of like uh, me on cruises and you know in Hawaii and in California, and they're like, yeah, some some work, Dad. So they don't think of it like that. They just think I'm going to have fun. They don't realize that it actually is work. Well, you know, it's funny. I love the fact that if you're sitting at your drums, I know what that looks like because it's on the podcast all the time. And I remember, I think it was on Podcast Rock City, where you started to talk about the little bit in, uh, you know, uh, Cold Gin, and you start playing that, all those little live fills. And I was like, That's, that is super fun. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, like we were talking before, how many different versions of cold gin are right. there, right? Oh, God. Forget, I mean, I, re, I, I, I jammed with cold gin with Chris Jericho's band Fozzie on, the, on mm. one of the cruises a few years ago. And it might have been harder to get that song together than all of Alive 3 because there's so many different versions of cold gin. What, what do you choose? And we were right. picking, you know, parts from each one. We wanted to do the full rap from Alive 1, but we wanted to end it like Animal Live Live Uncensored. <laughs> it was just what cake. Absolute chaos as, as a musician. Now, look, we're headed to the top of the hour. We have something really special coming up at the top of the hour. as a tribute to our friend Steve Campagna, who we lost. But you got any last-minute things you want to throw out there? I really do appreciate you calling in, Joey. We are talking to Joey Casada, world-famous drummer. You all know him. I'm thrilled that you take the time to talk to us, Joey. Oh, God. Thank you guys so much. I've been trying to get back on for a while, Matt. You know that I actually... Literally just got off a cruise with my family. We just got home a little while ago. I texted them out. I said, listen, I'm going to be able to make it. So I'm so glad I got a chance to jump on. <laughs> Wanted to fill everyone in on, you know, not only what I'm up to, but what's going on a little bit behind the scenes in the KISS world with that KISS Cancer Goodbye event. And super excited for the new Ace record. I'm so, I can't wait for everyone to hear it. Please don't, you know, all the hype, listen to it. But, you know, everything is meant for promotion purposes, of course. Just, just take it in. And listen to yourself and, and draw your own conclusions from it. I think everyone's going to absolutely love it if they go in with an open mind and say, God, I'm, we're so, I'm so happy to have fresh music from these KISS members right now. That's incredible. And when you, of course they're going to say, look, this is the best album since Destroyer. That's the same line they use in every interview. Everybody of course, does. Of but course. I'm really looking forward to it. And that's the whole thing. I think it's funny that you added that in there because I think to me it puts a point on the fact that the end of the road doesn't mean they all disappear. It's not like the snap and Thanos, they all disappear. We're still going to have fun <laughs> with his stuff. You know, whether it's you're going to go out on the tour with Bruce Would you say Thabo? Yeah, Thabo. <laughs> now let's see. Thabo, we can bring Thabo back. Back for tours, who knows? See, that's no. And the only, sun just came out. And the out sun came out. <laughs> if Bobby mentions Thabo when the sun cuts through the clouds. Oh! <laughs> Joey, I really appreciate Bubba, calling in. I, of course, guys, thank you so much. Yeah, I think plenty of exciting things to come, whether it's Gene Solo Project, Bruce Solo, Paul doing his stuff. I think, you know, everyone forgets Tommy and Eric are going to be out there again, too, now doing stuff on their own, maybe together. I think there's a. I think this I'd is love the to most see an exciting ESP. time. I agree. I, yeah. And who knows? Maybe, maybe maybe it's coming. I think it opens up more possibilities than we can imagine. Yeah, Kiss is going to be off the road, but I think we're going to get more material for them, whether it's live stuff, whether it's video stuff, and then all the solo stuff that's going to happen. I think it's an exciting time to be a Kiss fan. Yeah, absolutely. Joey, thanks a million. We'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Love, love you, pal. You. See ya. So that's Joey Cassad, of course, world-famous drummer. I'm thrilled that he would call in. Um, before we go to the top of the hour, wow. like I said, we do have – this hour flew by, but we, oh do, and we do have a really special tribute to Steve. But I really just want to send some shout-outs to all the people that were sharing the link. And if you share the link when we're live, there's one. There's always one 
post that I make that says, here's the date of the next one. If you share it, it helps me because then people get it. And the one guy, well, I wish you wouldn't use the at everyone. I know it's annoying, but how else are you going to get it? Facebook buries all my posts. So Britt Mitchell, of course, Kiss Cosplay Group on Facebook. Join his group. Um, Bill Elam and everyone at A to yeah. Z Radio. Big Al's Rockin' Podcast, of course. John Phillips, Dottie Jones. Dottie, I think, lost power. And now hopefully your internet's back on, so you're listening to The Kiss Room. Mikhail Burel, Dean John, Ricky Cook, Josie and Belly, David Cathy, Brandis Willie, Mike Moon, Joe Laskin, Ron Jones. Now look, Ron Jones returning to the radio at the end of the month. Go follow him on The Rowdy Rocker. Scott Jag- Zagajanini, Jim Schlegelhoff. Chris Hartman, which is here, which I appreciate that. Myra Chapman, Al Dent, Sam Dotton, Steve Javorski, Rolla Brown, Pasquale Varian, Kiss Army Nation podcast. We mentioned them, my favorite. Eric and Julie in the Kiss Cave group. Javier Boaster, Dave Long. Of course, Cam's Kiss Club, you can hear Saturday mornings, 9 o'clock, right here on Monco Radio. Same way you're listening to me, you can listen to Cam. I know Cam's cooking up a special for um, the December 2nd, Saturday. You know, now that might be top secret. I know you'll know about it because Cam promotes like crazy. Um, Eric and Judy Wisniewski, my favorites, The Electric Crush, live every Wednesday on WMCK from McKeesport out in near Pittsburgh. They are the greatest. That's one of my absolute favorite because they are also like us live on a Wednesday night. What a better way you got to get through the week. You get to listen to the electric crush. Love them. They're the best. Peter Arquette at Kiss Asylum. Thank you. AJ Zone and Anthony Porter, of course. Now, look, if you're looking in the Facebook group right now, Anthony Porter posts the best message because, one, he's actually listening, but, two, he's heard all my stories a billion times, (laughs) and he still is happy about it. That's why it's the greatest guy ever. Madison Porter, Julia Porter, Amy Porter, hope uh, you're all listening. I know it's been a rough week, but I think, uh, obviously, if you're listening, much love. You know that. And we're going to go into the top of the hour. I'm going to take us into the Kiss Room house band. We got something special. Special! For our friend right here on the Kiss Room, where Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. Oh, wait, I hit the wrong button. See, it's as if I'm cheering for myself. Yes. I didn't cue it up. See, uh, Kiss Room, Monaco Radio, where music and minds meet. We meet you in the Kiss Room. You're not allowed to smoke in the Kiss Room. Hi, everybody. It's Gene Simmons. You're listening to the Kiss Room on Montco Radio, but you knew that. You wanted the best, and you got it. The hottest man in the land, Matt Porter. Kiss Army, you wanted the best, and you got it. Of course, I am Matt Porter. We're into the second hour of the Kiss Room. Now, look, one of the things, like I said at the start of the show, we're trying to keep it light today. We're, you know, There's a lot going on in the real world. Uh, as we signed off last month, that weekend, our friend Steve Campania had passed away, and he was absolutely a huge part of the Kiss Room house band, how the Kiss Room house band was formed. It's something that has become an absolute force 
here on the Kiss Room, you know, broadcast. I've always loved them, the energy that they bring. So I'm not going to really say too much. I'm going to let the music do the talking. Jerry Lee Watkins, Fran Galanti. Now, look, here's the thing as I go to hit play on this, and it gets tough sometimes because it's that time of year. Thanksgiving comes, Christmas comes, the holiday comes. Sometimes you look down the table, there's an empty chair. You're missing somebody. Reach out to your friends. Gather with your KISS Army friends, get together, do stuff, do creative stuff, write a song. You could text me. You could Facebook message me. Lord knows I never answer my phone, you know, but uh, KISS Room House Band, you're the greatest. Steve, we miss you already, and I'm going to just let this roll. KISS Room House Band, Michael Radio, where music reminds me. In the studio with the KISS Room House Band. Now here's your host. Last month, we lost a dear friend and integral member of the Kiss Room House Band, Steve Campagna. Today, we pay tribute with a set that features Steve. Rest in peace, brother. We miss you.
Steve was a great guy. Absolutely lit up a room. It was a lot of fun. It made me feel funnier just being around him. He was an incredible musician, and he played several instruments fluently, but never boasted about it to anyone. And he was equally fantastic at all those instruments. He had a, a great sense of timing and rhythm when it came to music and, and conversation. He just made you feel great. I'm happy that we had time together to celebrate the music that we did. And I'm going to miss the future. I'm going to miss the music that we could have been making together. But we're here to celebrate. So we're going to do that. Here's Steve singing, Go Blind.
Hey Kiss Room, Steve Forrest here, alumni of the Kiss Room house band. Just want to take a serious moment to say how sad I am to find the passing of Steve Campana. I have so many great memories of playing beside him that I can't narrow it down to one. It has just been an honor to work with him and I have already missed him and will continue to miss him for quite some time to come. God bless you, Steve. Hope you're up there rocking it out, buddy. Get down, love is like a hurricane Street boy, though I could be never be
I met Steve when I joined Rock and Roll Over, which morphed into the Kiss Room House Band. As soon as I met him, I felt like we were lifelong friends. A few of my favorite memories are when he wore his Gene Simmons slippers at our Rock and Roll Over gig, when we brought our daughters on the Kiss Room, and they both sounded amazing, and last but not least, when he invited me to New York to meet Kiss during the iHeartRadio Town Hall to announce the End of the Road Tour. That was 2018. It's now 2023, and next month is the last show. Since Steve can't be with us, I want everyone going to the show to do me a favor. When Gene does his, oh yeah, before God of Thunder, after every, oh yeah, I want to hear you scream, Steve Companion! But I know what I like if you know what I'm be What the people say will miss a gauge of see It don't mean spit to me Hot damn Lord above I want a lot of woman with a lot of love Well damn is in what you're playing to see It don't mean spit to me
phone, we should have Mr. Steve Campagna from Rock and Roll Over. Yes? Yes, sir. How are you, pal? Steven! Hey, Steve. Good. How you doing? Hey, how you Fantastic. doing? So what's how going you on? Doing? doing good? Hey. What's up, Bobby? How Ain't you doing? Ain't no problem. <laughs> now, the last time I saw you, you guys tore the roof off Havana in New Hope. And it was a oh, fantastic show. Stop. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we, we have Matt Porter, we have you and, and the Kiss Room to thank for just being such an amazing forum and way um, to get. I mean, we, we had comments and we had things and, and people sent us pictures from around the world. Um, to use for the display, for the multimedia display. And um, it was all because of the Kiss Room. Well, you know, it was fun because uh, I remember walking in, and I think I might have told this story, uh, maybe I told it on the podcast, but I walk in, and and Havana, really nice place. I mean, obviously, you can get something good to eat there. I I stopped down the street and got a Moo Burger. If you know Havana, you can get a Moo Burger. But anyway, and shout out to them, because a Moo Burger and a a chocolate shake and Evan, and I'll tell you what, that was about the best best spot I could think of, because then I walk down the street, and the guy says to me, you know, you're here for the show? And I say, absolutely. And he says, well, are you on the list? And I say, I don't know, and he and I look over, and on the table there's my name, and underneath it says Porter, a powerful and attractive man. <laughs> and you know what? I love that. There's nothing that makes you feel more welcome than that. When you're powerful yeah. and attractive. Yeah, Fran, Fran asked me. He goes, should, "Should I write that on on Matt Porter's thing?" I was like, "Absolutely." Yeah. So yeah, that cool, was a blast. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and we just wanted to uh, let everybody know as well that we're gearing up uh, already for next October show. We're just trying to figure out what it's going to be, and uh, the date's going to be announced next week on our new webpage that's being designed by, of course, the amazing uh, Jerry Lee Watkins. Uh, the show that we did a few weeks ago is being recorded in its entirety. Uh, it wasn't recorded in its entirety. Uh, it's currently being mixed by the legendary Flapping Bird and will be released uh, also in time for our, our site launch next week. So I guess the whole show will actually be available uh, to listen to as well. Um, we are planning another Kiss Room appearance. Yes! Live? Yeah. Are we going to be playing? I guess so. We're going we're to come in there. We're going to play <laughs> something and figure something out. I'm looking for ideas. We did the solo albums last time. Um... Well, Eddie, Kiss Room, come on, let me know. What do, you, what do you guys want us to do? My thought was to maybe come on and do um, the individual solo albums, maybe a couple of uh, songs off of Live to Win, a couple of songs go. off of Jeans. Uh, I could say A-Hole. I think I could say that. <laughs> I'll get rid of that. Yeah, maybe, um, you know, uh, uh, Ace's couple of solo albums, Anomaly and, and Space Invader and... I don't know what to figure something out for Peter, but uh, <laughs> but you know maybe, maybe something like that Gene along those Krupa lines. Like Kiss Room, let us know. Let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want us to do. Maybe some '80s stuff. I don't know. Well, you know, see, I think it's too long to wait till October. So I think you need to do Christmas in July and do the show at Havana again, but do it in July. In shorts. And, you know, in shorts, and you know, and like let's make it a twice a year thing because once yeah. a year, that's just too long to wait. Well, we've been we've been uh, we've been contacted by a couple of other places um, as well. In addition to coming back to the Kiss Room, uh, spring and summer, I think we might have a show in New York, and we might even have a show out in Pittsburgh. Nice, but, uh, very cool. And, and then we're going to try to uh, to um, 
to, to get maybe somewhere else in Philly, maybe back in Nevada or something like that and do something because it's it's way too fun for me to just do once a year. Right. Way too much fun. And it's a lot of work for you guys. I mean, you, you guys put a lot of time in for that one show. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Bobby. We should do more. We should be playing every day. So really, that's what you're going to launch a new website. We're going to listen to yeah. the, uh, hopefully there's video from that Havana show, which was a total blast. And then yeah. uh, you're going to come back to do the Kiss Room sometime soon in 2016. So we got a lot to look forward to from Rock and Roll Over. A lot to look forward to. And we just want to tell everybody to go to, the, to, to a Live 75 show. And uh, it's, it's, it's going to be absolutely awesome. I spoke to some people who've seen it, and they just said that it's absolutely awesome. I so wish that I could go. I'm so mad. I have two, two shows that day. Mm. Um, but I think some of the other guys, I think Jerry's going. I think Fran's going. And That's I know, Matt awesome. Porter, you have ringside Gene Simmons side seats. <laughs> I bought some front row seats myself. The one thing, it's funny you say, like, you know, you wish you could go. I really am amazed at people's creativity when you, you know, tell them and they say, here's why they can't go. And I'll tell you, it's yeah. amazing the creativity and the excuses. It's great. But, uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, Steve's just got two gigs. <laughs> I have two shows. I have two shows. I have two shows that day. Out of all the days of the year, that's like the only day this whole winter I have two shows in the same day. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's not creativity. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Any last also, words you want to say? Push, I want to push the Kisteria show, too. Absolutely. Oh. Well, we're waiting for Chris to get here. Yeah. We, you know, He made the announcement last month. He called in and actually told us they have that show, Toys for Tots, coming up. It's going to be yeah. December 12th, yep. right in Fort yeah, Washington. So uh, we were hoping for uh, Chris to come in and give us a little bit of an inside scoop. Check but, on Facebook. You know, yeah. Yeah, look for, to see if he's singing some Freddie Mercury or something in his truck. You know, is there, is, yeah, right. is there a Queen <laughs> song about running late? You know, you never know. Yeah, right, running late. Yeah. Don't late. stop me I'm now. <laughs> Don't stop me now. I'm having such yeah. a good time. But uh, yeah, but we we, uh, <laughs> we collected some kiss toys as well for the um, for the for the uh, toys for tots as well. Um, so hopefully we can get in contact with Chris about uh, getting uh, to that show as well and figure out. Um, they get some stuff. I just want to say real fast, our, our information, um, Rock and Roll Over, Celebration of the Music of Kiss, is a group where a group of professional musicians that come together for our annual concert in October, usually it's always in Havana. We are fans that don't consider us the traditional tribute band. Um, however, we follow the same creed of Kiss, producing an incredible show, both uh, visually and sonically uh it's unique and each time you experience it and it is, it's always going to be something different and come on out and celebrate with us whether we're in new york pittsburgh philly um music rock and roll over new celebration of the music of kiss you can find us at www.rockandrollkiss.com which is where the new website will be launched as well next week facebook we're at rock and roll over Facebook.com, Rock and Roll Over. Uh, YouTube channel is YouTube.com, user StinkDog5000. <laughs> StinkDog. <laughs> Love it. Memorable. StinkDog5000. You can find it all down there. So Excellent. But again, Matt Porter, I just want to thank you again uh, for you guys who came. I know you were there. Chris was there. Um, you know, Joe was there. All, all kinds of great people were just there. And a lot of those people who were also there at that show wouldn't have known about it and would not have come if it wasn't for the kiss room. So just, um, Hey, thank you again. It was a party. I'm glad I could get out of the house. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I just want to say that, uh, 
you know, we, we all put, like Bobby said, we all put a lot of time into it. You know, Fran was a new addition uh, to the show this year. And he was just, that, uh, he is ace. I mean, he, he plays and really sounds just like ace. He really He's does. great. Things yeah. Still. Absolutely. And, uh, but of course, Jerry Lee Watkins, uh, all he did with the video. All you guys are great. You know, it's pat great yourselves group. on yeah. the back. But uh, Jerry just did an amazing job with that video thing, and uh, I, I just thought it was great, just so great. I, I kept I kept catching myself like staring back at the screen, the whole show, <laughs> just trying to see like what's going on, and all of a sudden I see like you know the Fonz jumping a shark. Right and during <laughs> Charisma, that was the coolest part. It was during Charisma he had it timed out, yeah. and at one point the Fonz snaps his fingers, and these girls all run over and you. Go, yeah, that's Charisma. <laughs> yeah, right. Charisma. <laughs> Kiss Room House Band, fantastic. Why don't we go in three, two, one? I'm still, I stole that from Joe, Joe from uh, Podcast Rock City. In three, <laughs> two, two, one.
right, right. And we're going to all sing this one together. It's the uh, one that everybody knows. Rock and roll. And if, you look, and if you look on Facebook, it was voted the rock and roll American New National Anthem. Right. And it goes like this. Think about that. Now, first of all, that 
The one that really, I'll tell you what really got me at the end there was when they were doing rock and roll all night and when they were doing Detroit Rock City. That is, singing that was Alyssa Companion, which is Steve's daughter. And right after um, that weekend, last weekend, when the weekend when we had lost them, she's messaged me, says, do you have that recording? I'd love to have a copy of it. Well, of course I have a recording. I have a recording <laughs> of everything. But the funny thing, the part that really struck me was where she says, first I drink, then I smoke. And he says, no, you don't. She's like, come on, Dad. <laughs> you know, like, I think it's just one of those things. But that was the Kiss Kids. Yeah. Because what at that last rock and roll night, I think Alyssa was here. I think Madison might have been here. D Jim and Diana Zagel's niece might have been here. I know Fran's girls were here. Yeah. It was such a bless. Were your kids here that day? Yeah, they my were kids here were right too. In the corner. Right. Yeah. Harrison and Claudia. And it, I'll tell you, we just had the best time. And it's funny, listening back to that, first of all, like that Havana thing, that seems like a million years ago. I was absolutely thrilled. Jerry Lee Watkins, Fran Galanti. I mean, first of all, Jerry, I mean, how you found that, even that phone call, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I forget. It's funny. I needed somebody who wants to be the historian of the Kiss Room because I don't even remember everything anymore. Like, like when did stuff happen? And, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, my, my my brother might be j laughing because there was that place, it was called Moo, which was, they had really great, you know, hamburgers, and that was one of his friends was was running that. But the uh, so really special piece. I mean, obviously, it's one of those things where to have those things recorded. I mean, obviously, Kiss Room House Band. We were even just talking about that. It used to be so much fun. The energy rolling in here, playing live in the studio. Oh, it was great. That's you know, everybody was. would come in here and and just. Uh, you know, uh, just bringing so much energy for a Friday. I always say it's a party in a box. Like you figure if you're sitting out there, wherever you are right now, that set was that incredible. These guys that put that together just out of this world. And I certainly appreciate it so much. Um, and, and just to have that kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. Special moment. Yeah, you know, it really was. And it's funny because it's just one of those things where, you know, then you start stretching your mind back to, you know, when, you know, I met Fran at the Ace show at the Keswick. And that's kind of how it started the idea of live music. Because, you know, I remember going into the Keswick. It was Thanksgiving Eve. And, you know, where I'm talking, I knew a lot of people. And, and here's the coolest looking couple in the place is Fran and Marcy. And they knew who I am. Oh, we listened to the Kiss Room. Like, what? Whoa. Like, that's the coolest looking dude and his wife. And she's super hot. They're actually talking to me. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm just me. So it just, uh, it was one of those things. That's how it got started. He says, oh, I'd, I'd love to come in and play yeah. some songs. And that was really kind of how, uh, you know, it started out. And, and Jimmy was here and it was just, it was, you know, all that stuff just kind of morphed. Now, look, I want to send a second. We got about 50 minutes left in the Kiss Room. I'm glad you're all here. It's a party. We're having as much fun time. I want to send a birthday shout out to, of course, the one and only Bill Starkey. Everyone raise your hand. Salute. Because it, of course, is the general of the KISS Army. Oh, so yeah. now, if you think about it, November 21st is coming up, the anniversary of the sold-out show in Terre Haute. And I'm, I think I'm always saying that wrong. No, you're right. So this goes out to Bill Starkey and all those original KISS Army. Wow. Happy birthday, Bill. Yeah. 
Happy birthday, Bill Starkey. Um, now, look, when we were, if you tune in early for Harem, you heard Bobby's show was called Should Have Been Bigger. And he was playing all <laughs> bands that, you know, he was in his estimation, should have been bigger, should have been more successful. And then earlier when we were talking to Joey, he mentioned seeing New England, the band New England. Now, I know Gene Hunter, if you're listening, this is one of his favorite bands as well. So this is actually, it's a, a small piece of history that they opened. When you saw them, and this is 1979, Bob? Yeah, I was 79 tour, uh, Dynasty tour. Joey Casada brought it up, and we uh, mentioned, yeah, so this is New England. Right here on Monaco Radio, where music reminds me.
All right, so that is New England. And if you ever, if you ever, uh, Joey mentioned them earlier that he saw them. Bobby was going to play yeah. them on Harem. Uh, you know, interesting stuff. Like I said, I mean, I'm yeah. not really that familiar with I, it, but I, I should be. Never made it that big. Hey, I guess they're from uh, New England. <laughs> there you go. I don't know what your give, dead giveaway would be. You know, it's, it's either them and the Chowder. I mean, I, Although it had synth, like a disco band, like in the 70s. Well, like you got to figure tour. right when Dynasty came right. out and everybody was doing... Doo -doo 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 and New England had the layered vocals and keyboards, kind of disco-y. Well, you got to figure, it was right about that period the cars came out. Sure, sure. So yeah. that whole thing was the cars. <laughs> well, Van Halen Wait. album came out that year, yep. too. So, you know, but yeah, what what interesting... If, interesting pair. Wow, it was my ninth grade year. <laughs> So, look, we're really almost out of time. Now, look, for everybody that's listening, whether you're listening live, whether you're listening on the download, it's the last KISS room before the end of the road. We've shared a lot of thoughts on our KISS journeys of the end of the road. I hope to see a lot of your smiling faces in New York. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a big pizza. party that weekend. We'll get some New York. Right, just for a slice of pizza, I'm in. Slice? So, you know well, where hey, we're look, going, You buddy. know where we're going. The... Uh, but, I mean, that's the thing. So, look, obviously, Chris, it's great to see you. I'm yeah. glad great to see you guys again, oh, too. Man, Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Give me your wrap-up. Give me uh, any last-minute thoughts, end of the road. Well, like I said, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there like you guys are. You can but, watch the paper. But I'm going to get the paper. Right. And <laughs> I will give a full report <laughs> when it's over. I'll give Chris's leanings and his thoughts. I and, promise I you will get a shot somewhere. I'm, I'm sure. I know Bobby and John. You, you guys are going to get some behind some hot chicks, so they look at the well, spot. There, there'll right be one them. shot where I, you can, okay, you can't see me, but it's going to look like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, so, look, great to thank you. come back. I'm glad you could so be much. here even yeah. for that tribute to Steve. I mean, obviously, Absolutely. as part of the Kiss Room house band, you know, we all we all are thinking about him. He's and, a very uh, nice guy. Always great to Yeah, know. yeah, nice. Bobby, any last-minute thoughts? No, just, uh, you know, like I said, uh, this week is kind of crazy. A little bit of Alice Cooper. Wednesday with, uh, no, Thursday with uh, Nita Strauss and Wolfgang Van Halen. But I am, like I mentioned, taking my L.A. kiss hat and garb because she was Nita the house Strauss. band. That's incredible. You know, That's how cool is how that? How cool is that? So, look, here's the thing. We'll be back here on December 8th. The end of the road will have happened. It's the, the second Friday all the time. Second wow. Friday of the month is the Kiss Room. It'll be here before you know it. Um, like I said, I mean, obviously, this time of year, there's a lot going on. If you can squeeze in some time to listen to us, hopefully, you know, you download this show. If you're going to New York, maybe you listen on the way. Maybe you get yourself excited. Maybe you listen, you're going over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house for Thanksgiving. You listen to Kiss Room. We don't curse. You can listen in the car with the kids. Great fun. I mean, obviously, it's a lot of fun Kiss talk. I'm thrilled that so many people are tuned in today and they're messaging me on my phone. I love that. Um, like I said, even as we went into the house band set, I mean, this time of year can be really hard because, you know, you're missing somebody or somebody's not with you. They're, like I always say, if they, if you look down the table and there's an empty seat, it, it just it never gets easier. And it's one of those things where, you know, reach out to your KISS friends, reach out to your KISS Army friends all around the planet. Just you know, that's be the nice. best The best part of social just media is exactly that you really can get to people. And like I said, look, I'm the worst. I don't pick up my phone. Anybody that knows me, <laughs> you know, I just don't talk on the phone. I don't know. It's just I'm crazy that way. But look. Love you, people. Give yourself a hug. 
You give yourself a hug. You can give somebody else a hug, but give yourself a hug. You deserve it. <laughs> ask, I'm gonna, ask, ask for permission, though. And ask for yourself yes. for permission. You know, you don't want to do anything to get yourself in trouble <laughs> with yourself. You know, okay, people, I love you. We'll see you next month. I'm going to just roll us out of here. You know, a lot of bands like to brag about their fans. Now, naturally, you better believe we brag about you, but we want you to know something. We want you to know, we know that you are our fans, but don't you ever forget, we are your fans! We love you! Thank you for listening to The Kiss Room. Stay tuned to Montco Radio. Any last minute crazy things you want to say to conform with expectations? No, but I will say something to anybody out there that's you know, the weird guy or the weird girl that always has the weird things that they do that their friends put them down for. Don't think it's so weird. Maybe someday somebody will let you, give you the chance to make a living out of it. You just stick to it. You'd be weird. Well, I think for KISS, we'll try to bring the, uh, the creation of KISS, the fantasy, the superhero characters, into a place where they'll stand on their own. It won't necessarily be Peter Chris or, or Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley or Ace characters. Fraley, into but a they'll place be characters they'll on their own that could last forever, 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 forever. forever.
time has finally come now There's nothing left that we can say Just remember all the good times As we go our separate ways One last kiss